Welcome to another episode of the Average African Kid. Wow, the last episode was a deep episode and it was really heartfelt. Um, I'm just giving you an update of how I feel. And I'm titling this episode, How to Overcome Depression. As some of you may know, I was, my dad passed away just about a month ago. But so what you might not know is that it wasn't just that my dad passed away, but I was with him in the hospital for 13 days. He was on oxygen, um, watching the progression to the point where he actually, he lost uh, finally lost consciousness and went to heaven went to be with my lord jesus (laughs) yeah but i'm going to share with you how i overcame depression and how i overcame the the nightmares and the the terrors like oh you might hear my voice and be encouraged which is good i pray you hear christ speaking through me and i pray you take the courage to face whatever problems you have in your life whatever situations um whatever is availing you right now i pray that you will get the courage to do that and that's why i'm here in a way to speak to you and to encourage you and to give you an insight onto what i had to overcome to be able to talk to you today so let's start from the fact that there is no path. There is no clear A, B, C, D. Do this, do these. The stages of grief. I mean, there are stages of grief, but there's no sequence. Um, you just have to go through it as, as you feel it and as the Lord leads. I learned really quickly that I couldn't rely on my emotions and I couldn't rely on, on my feelings and my fears and my hurts and pain. I had to bring it to the Lord. It sounds cliche, but it's not cliche whatsoever. I can assure you that if you are far from the Lord, if you have had those times when you are like, okay, God, my relationship with you is not as strong as it used to be. Just think about this for a second. I was in a hospital with my dad. We prayed. The whole church prayed. We read the Bible. We sought the face of the Lord. And he still died. And you might wonder... Okay, so what did God do? He didn't answer the prayers. But in a way, he did. You see, there is this concept that I learned in my summer course in while taking a, a class on, on the scientific revolution. It was an honor seminar class, one of the most interesting classes I've ever taken in my life with um, Dr. Colin Witt, one of my best professors ever. And it was talking about different concepts in science. We talked about the scientific revolution. We talked about Khan. We read the whole book. That book is that talks about paradigm shifts. And we went up to a new concept about time. And someone actually, I think it was um, Ravi Zacharias, said something about time. Time is just a measure of change. That's what time is. But to understand time and say that there's a creator, there's someone who exists that it's beyond time that person has to be outside of time in other words i have to look like time like a line 
like a like a ruler, and this person is outside the timeline of that ruler. So they move out of the framework, and they can see every point in that ruler, that from the ten centimeters to the ninety centimeters to the five centimeters to the zero centimeters, they see everything in that ruler, and as they see everything, so that brings a whole new meaning to the terms that a day is a thousand years, because to the Lord. I have a feeling, I, I, this is what I, I think personally, that he doesn't see things as now and as then, as in the future and in the past. He sees all. That's why the Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. So to him, it's not a linear timeline like we see it because we go through the timeline because God exists outside the timeline. That's how he knows the beginning from the end. He knows what we will do from the foundation of the world before the world started because it doesn't exist in the framework of change that we exist in. So the difference between a bad thing and a good thing, I was talking to some of my friends at University Baptist Church when we were doing a Bible study a few months ago, and it really helped me during this period because we had to wrestle with this issue. Why do good things happen to bad people? And we came up with something, a, a little piece that I learned a bit more after listening to the Ravi Zacharias and some of his messages, but we came up with the fact that the difference between a good thing and a bad thing is timing. You know, I can go into a whole deeper depth because I've learned a bit more, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell you what, what helped me see, seek the face of the Lord and see through it. Timing, I might fail an exam with a 39 over 90. The past mark was a 40 one day. And because I had to retake that class, I meet someone who can encourage me or who can give me the friendship or leverage I need to end up with a first class or an with the first um, summa cum laude, magna cum laude, whatever cum laude, scholarship, whatever you want to call it, any kind of honors. So would I say a bad thing happened to me by me failing with 39 over 90? Or would I say it was a delayed event that ended up leading to me succeeding? I'll leave that to you to answer that question. So when I look at events through a scale of time, like my dad dying, I don't look at it as, okay, poor me, my dad died. I look at it as like, I do not understand what is happening, but in the grand scheme line of thing, I have a father, a heavenly father, who is sculpting the way in my future, who is shaping things up the way he wants me to be, like a clay in the hands of the potter. He is molding me the way he wants to mold me. Who am I as a clay to say, don't mold me like this. I don't want you to take him away. I don't want you to, to hurt me at all. I don't want you to remold me or reshape me. I just want to stay the way I am because it has been working and I've been doing really good with it. I don't want to do that. I want to follow the maker's plan with my life. And I talked through, have some mentors who helped me, encouraged me through this time, helped me just talk talk it off, talk my pain, speak out my pain, talk about my sorrows, talk about my experiences in the hospital, how I felt. I had these people, I still have these people who encourage me. They're like my support system. Um, I think it was Abraham Lincoln that said, I stand tall because I sit up on the shoulders of on giants. And that's what happened. People have been praying for me and my family nonstop. And if you're one of them, God bless you. Continue to pray because God is still working something. He's still bringing out the, the fruits in me, the fruits in our lives. Because this event did not just happen to to start a change. It started, it started a revolution in me and it's going to spread out to the rest of the world. That's how I see it. Did I lose track of what I was saying? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't think I did. 
so how did I overcome depression? How did I overcome this um, this feeling of grit and and fear? The Lord draws me closer in this time, and in the book, um, the secrets of a secret place. By the way, if you can find that book, I highly recommend that book. It draws you into the presence of the Lord. It's one of the most cherished books I have, right behind the Bible. And yeah, there's some other books are in there, but the Lord has this season of my life has used that book to bless me greatly. And it says that the Lord has used pain to draw people to Himself like no other, so much so that people who are experience a great difficulty or pain in their lives enjoy a period of closeness to the Lord that they have never felt before. And what happens is that when the problem recedes or the episodes of pain or distress leave, they ha- they have a lack in them of that presence, of that closeness to God because they felt that they were a lot closer in the midst of these trials. And I feel the Lord is close to me and I want to hold and I don't want to let go ever because I feel like this is a place where I find strength. You get what I'm talking about? You might have some hurt in your life. You might understand this. I know you might have some. You will probably have some hurt. Different degrees, some way worse than mine, some as you might think is less than mine, but all in all, you are hurting somehow. Some disappointments, some fears, some heartaches, some headaches, some body aches, and you wonder, God, how am I going to do this? And you wonder, sometimes you might think, is there a God? Um, I believe that Jesus came and, and saved me. He died on the cross for me, and he changed my heart, and he 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 repurposed in me a spirit to seek after him because there's going to be a day I'm going to give an account for every idol what I say. I'm going to give an account account for everything I've said on this podcast, on my YouTube channel, on my work credentials, anywhere I work, anywhere I am, all my schools, all my friends, every word I have said, my thoughts, I'm going to be put before the Lord. And I'm not going to be judged to go to heaven based on what I have done, but based on the price that Jesus paid for me on that cross covered my sins. And after that, there's going to be a judgment of rewards to see what have you done with the gifts I've given you? What have you done with this pain? What have you done with this podcast? So this is me running the race as though to get a prize. I'm not running the race so that I can get views. No, no, no. My reward is heavenwards. My dad is already heavenwards. He didn't take any of this stuff behind. He left them all here. And I don't intend to take any of this stuff eventually when I die in whatever amount of time God says. But where was I? Have I lost track? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to end with something that might be helpful to you. There are many things I can share. But I'm going to share from the overflow. And from the overflow, that's probably going to be good enough for you. Because you have to go dig deep into these things for yourself. Um, I'm going to talk about the story of Joshua. That's the guy I'm going to talk about. And Joshua really speaks to me. I, I talked about him a bit in the last part, in the last episode that says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now go forth into the land. The next chapter, Joshua is seen after the, um, the people cross over the Jordan. The priests go ahead first and they clear the way and they dry up the ground and God provides a great miracle by drying up the waters of the Jordan for his people to cross. And then Joshua does something. He sends two spies out to the land, not because he wants them to tell him if the land was good or bad because he has learned his lesson from what Moses did, sending out 12 people. The land was good. 
but Moses sent them out to examine the land, but they came with a bad report. Joshua sent out these people in secret, not to get a report, but to get a feel for where the city was. And I, I understand this, and I know this, because in the accounts from Joshua, it doesn't talk about the strategies that Joshua gained from inside, the intel he gained from the city. When these two spies went into the city, they didn't come back and tell them, okay, there are five guards in the front entrance and every three hours they do a, a sigma rotation where one goes and gets a coffee and then the other two work the wall and then they walk around. So we have to hit at this particular time. I've memorized their charts. That is not what Joshua shows in, in the Bible. Um, I think it was in chapter two or chapter three. Um, just read the whole thing. Joshua one and read through the book of Joshua. Not to be safe, but because there's a lot you can garner from there. But for sure, the first three, four, five verses, chapters, just read the whole thing. <laughs> um, and what it shows is that Joshua decides that he is going to pick up the information that they tell him that relates to how God sees the situation. Joshua's men report that the people are scared of us. Go ahead and take the land. I'm paraphrasing because from the beginning, these people have realized that the Lord has been with us. We did not see this, but they saw this, that the Lord was with us. And so they trembled in fear. The Israelites were scared because the, Egypt, the, the Canaanites were like giants and they were like grasshoppers. The Israelites were scared. But in reality, these Canaanites, these uncircumcised enemies were the ones who were scared of God and his people. Joshua took that and took courage in knowing that the Lord had already made a way. And then he used that to attack and take on the Lord's the Lord's possession for him, the Lord's assignment for him in his life. So this is what I do. I take on what the Lord has said, his promises. There are so many promises for the fatherless and the widows in the Bible. And for me, I have the unique opportunity and privilege to claim all these promises because God has Put me in the place where he is my father. He's both my earthly and my heavenly father. And the covering I have is by him. It's like no other I've ever felt in my life. I miss my dad. I know I do. But I know where he is. He's with my, he's with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I might get to be preachy, whatever you call it. But I'm just being me, honestly. This is this is how I deal with it. This is what I've learned. This is not a coping mechanism. This is my life. This is where I am. And I want to encourage you today. You're going through some hurts, some pains. Give it to the Lord. You might not know the Lord yet. But just come to your knees and just pray, Lord. Okay, Lord, if you are there, Lord, listen to me. Jesus, just listen to me. I'm trying to reach out to you. Wow. Oh Lord. <laughs> how did that how did that go? I don't know how this episode went. I know how it went. It went powerfully because the Lord directed me to share this and it helped me over this past few that's this past month. I know it will help you too. So that's exactly where I am or where I have been through. And I hope it helps. I pray it helps and thanks for listening to another episode of the average African kid. God bless. Thank you.